Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. These next two episodes are sadly the final interviews of our parenting series, but we're ending with a conversation we know that you'll enjoy. Lieutenant Colonels Bill and Deborah Mockaby were joined by two of their sons as they had a great family conversation about raising three very different boys. I'm Bill Mockaby. I'm Deborah, the mother. I am Jeremy Mockaby, the youngest and smartest and most intelligent <laughs> out of the Mockabees. <laughs> I am Bill Mockaby, the uh, better looking of the group and uh, the wisest. He mm. may be smart, or at least what he thinks. <laughs> and we don't have with us today physically our brother, Matt, who went to heaven back in 2006 uh, during Hurricane Katrina. If he would hear, it'd be a whole different uh, Deal. It's interesting to be back at THQ uh, to come back to this place and to do this recording, especially with us uh, being retired and you guys being active officers and all four of us wearing uniform. I think there was yep. a day and time, uh, Deborah, I would never have bet on that in a million years. Oh, Who never. do you think is the best officer? <laughs> oh, without Go ahead and name that. Can without, you go, let's start from yes. Matt. It was Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt was All right, under Matthew, the, the kids that are here on this couch right now. <laughs> well, I think you're the best. Thank you. And mm, mom yeah. thinks Jeremy's the best. Right. So, really, there mom? There you go. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> you think I'm the best, too? <laughs> I That's, don't know of any of the three of you that had the same characteristics. I mean, you always told the truth. I mean, that was one of the things we tried to, you know, to say to, hey, if you tell us truth, you won't get in trouble. That was only partially true. Now, <laughs> there may still be some things we still don't <laughs> yeah. know about. Matt would rather climb on a tile of building and lie than to stand on the ground to tell the truth. And Billy Graham over there never did anything to lie about. So, it, Can you say all, that again? They didn't hear it. They yeah. didn't pick that <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I, I heard they, yeah. they heard it. So I think you were all three were different in, in how you were raised. And that's interesting, too, because where we are now living that out, you hear people say you can raise your kids the same exact way, but until you have them realize you raise them the same exact way and all three are completely Change. different. And we have yeah. three children. Uh, we have two girls and a, and a young boy, and uh, we've raised them all the same did everything the same, and they couldn't be complete opposites yeah. uh, of of one another. And and uh, but we've implemented the rule of the tell the truth, and you don't get in trouble. And that's been hard to swallow a couple yeah, times, where you have to follow through with that. But that's something that we've implemented is is that trust factor between us and, and all three of our kids is tell the truth, and you don't get in trouble. So everything is an open book, even the even the grimy side of it. Mm. So. Do you guys think you parented us the same? Oh, no. Yeah. I, no, I think I, no. That Every, different. Everything was different with each of you because of who you were and your personalities really dictated mm -hmm. that. I think our values were the same, though. There were certain non-negotiables. We did parent you different, but I think our values were the same. I, I just remember 
uh, telling the truth. You don't wear a hat on the inside of the house. Uh, that's and a terrible rule. That's by a the terrible way. rule. And we Unless said it's at an dinner, Alabama hat. Yeah. We said at dinner until everybody was finished. The last person was finished with no TV. The, I think there were value, things like that. I think. Yeah, that's what I meant. The values stay the same. Yeah. Certainly, how you approach each kid is, is a little bit different, but the values certainly don't change in any of that. I think watching you guys parent me and and math, especially Matthew, I mean, we we picked up all kinds of things of of how we've parented the our three. Christian, our youngest, is the one that's given us our most run for the money, but he still was nothing compared to when you get to Matthew um, <laughs> and how you guys got through some of that. That was that's crazy. I don't think we uh, we we may have been put in jail for murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we've implemented, certainly, I mean, if you see it modeled right, and you guys certainly modeled that right, you want to give that to your kids. So certainly those values that you guys instilled at us certainly is something that we and, and both Christine and I give to ours. Again, the, the the rule of don't tell the truth. I mean, something as simple as that. The is rule of don't we, tell the truth? Or the rule of, <laughs> if you don't lie, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do not no, don't tell, tell me the truth. the truth. But we've implemented in that with our kids and the consistency. I remember how consistent you guys were, even in the middle of that chaos mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that it was with trying to manage Matt and officership and everything else is consistency. And that's one thing that we try to do is try to remain as consistent as possible, even in the craziness of life and the crazy of officership mm-hmm. and whatever that looks like is true is that the house is a safe constant consistent place for our kids to be to be raised i think deborah did that i think deborah provided that safe place that well you were never home, home. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was never home. we didn't even know he was our dad until, <laughs> yeah. by the way speaking of that when did they tell you you were adopted <laughs> <laughs> we haven't yet we, we would do that on the podcast how did you how did you process that, <laughs> yeah. that news okay. being adopted yeah i tell we, you the fun thing for for me is the tradition part side of mm-hmm. what we did as a family and it's fun now to see what some of the things you do that carried over, mm-hmm. you know, like barbecues and mm-hmm. Christmas things. I think for us, mom is the one that had the model family where she came from with uh, her parents. I did that. They yeah. were her parents were great models about family and how family works and all of those kind of things. Uh, my background came from not such a uh, background. My dad died when I was young, and uh, mama, <laughs> mama did not always set the best model for parenting. So I had to learn that as you go. I had to learn that from mom. But I think any success that we had as a family uh, was all based mm. on mom, who was kind of the rock through that whole thing. I, I I just think I think that was a deal. I never did drugs when I was a kid. You were coming to that <laughs> line that you guys have heard before. I never did drugs because I always heard, and I was around them in the 60s, and it was all around me. I heard if you did drugs, it would mess up your children. And the only thing I wanted to be was a good dad because of my experience. So, uh, you know, that was important to me uh, to learn as I go. And I'll go ahead and say that you guys got crazy stone cold sober. I mean, you didn't have any drugs on my part. I don't know what happened with mom's life. But for me, you got this way on your own. That was a driving force to be a great parent from a negative experience. But mom was the one that kind of instilled those family values. The only thing that she didn't get is the devotions after dinner. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some of the worst times. Some of the that biggest was, fights were after devotions. Oh, yeah. And, how, and now <laughs> do you devotions. do devotions with your children? Do, how do they turn out? 
We don't believe in devotion. Probably the same. I think the And there are eight Christmases that I remember on Christmas. Uh, she's going to get ticked off at us again. <laughs> on, on Christmas lunch, had this Advent, this family Advent. And yes. we sat around the table like and had normal ad, families and had an Advent candle, right. and we had a reading, and we had yes. to light the candles. That to this day, to this day, we, we never got it. through them because we started <laughs> laughing, and um, yeah. and you know I think it started with Matt doing the sound imitations of the sheep around the manger, and y'all doing something else, and Mom storming away from the table. So safety. that's one tradition y'all didn't carry through, <laughs> no. which I'm grateful. But I think that. I think it's for most families that's a sacred. Incredible, wonderful time well, yes. for our family. It was. It was nothing just, sacred. Nothing, nothing was sacred. sacred at all. <laughs> nothing. Nothing was sacred. We never wanted you guys, or or Steph and or Chris, or the kids to say, "Oh, are you kidding? We have to we go have to Nana Pop's house." So I don't mm-hmm. want. We we've really been very very sensitive to keep that kind of thing to. To create your own traditions, but, but as, the, the as, door's always open. As everybody's gotten older with holidays and vacations, kind of on that subject, it, it has been a lot more tough now that he's got older kids. Right. And our, mine are starting to work at camp now. Right. So uh, holidays and, and vacation certainly has been you a, mess up our a vacation. Your kids mess up our vacation. <laughs> yeah. When does that start? Yeah. Yeah. Sure you didn't even know. We've, done, we've done three with, with everybody, you know, three beach vacations since our retirement and putting together calendars. It's, it's impossible. impossible. We can't get it. I mean, we did it this year. Well, Dakota couldn't come. We, but it, it's it's it next to impossible because they're growing up and they've got lives and they are in extracurricular activities and they're thriving. So I think we're at the point now. If you can make it if great, you can make yeah. it great. If you can't, we'll miss you. But we're still going to do that and go to Doc's for fried shrimp. You know, I think one of the traditions, and I think you guys still do it, is Saturday barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what's been cool <laughs> is that now that our kids are in Dallas with you guys, they're coming over. They're, yep. Like that's still, yeah. that's just been yes. part of their life since they were little. And now they get to do it with you as well. And it's funny for me, uh, and I can only speak for, I know mom feels the same way, but just, that's become, and this sounds crazy. It's not, it's almost sacrilegious. That Saturday for me has become a sacred time. Mm. And we keep saying to the kids, now it's Peyton and William and Christian in Dakota, you don't have to come. Don't we? Don't want you to feel like you have to come. But they just enjoy coming, and uh, we're loving that to reparent. And 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 you learn. I think as a grandparent, there are still parental things that you do, but it's not it's not the same yeah. as parenting your own kids. Well, you told me it's not your job to raise my kids. I'm not, you no, want no. So you sugar them up. Oh yeah, hype them up. It's not my job to teach your kids right. how to eat, and then they get home and they get spankings, and, they and I blame no it on you. Well, that's you your can problem. Thank pop for this. I one. remember uh, them saying you would never have allowed us to do that because if they want to eat ice cream, chances are if I'm there, Nan's better at that, more stable. But if they want to eat ice cream with me, we're going to have ice cream. Your job is teach them to eat broccoli and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. I remember uh, you you saying you would never have allowed us to do that and we both say very frequently we like them better than we like <laughs> you guys we like them a lot yeah. better so they also listen better yeah yeah they do more better things for us don't yeah, they, they do. yeah and then you guys come home and it just all breaks loose and like what what happened with them so <laughs> but it's good and and the gift of of watching you guys and the gift of watching your children our six unbelievable grandchildren that are all different I mean, all of those kids are absolutely as different as they can be. And then watching Peyton's husband, Dakota, come in, 
you know, we we never had girls. I couldn't have done girls. And when to and when Peyton got married and asked me to do her wedding, that was a tough thing to see a father of a bride. I don't know how you did it, mm-hmm. but man, and Jeremy, that's going to be coming in thirty years when Morgan gets married. But and what's funny is years. grandparenting, all six of them, different care, oh, different as day as night. How we how we relate to them? Yeah. All it's, six it's, of them are so different relations. So from parenting the three of you all differently, it's gone right back into the same mode as grandparenting. And I got to tell you, I, thanking God that I had boys. I just, you know, your girls, I, I, I couldn't have done, I, I could not have done girls. Who's your favorite grandchild? Well, now would be a now would be a time that you really were a girl, Jeremy. <laughs> we could handle you. You know, I tell it's interesting because I told you guys, and I tell all six of the grandchildren anytime I see them, you're my favorite. Yeah. Because one day I want them to say, when they stand up and eulogize me, and I want all six of my grandchildren to eulogize me when I go to heaven, I don't want you guys to know because I think they love me more than you love me. <laughs> they will be able to say, I was his favorite because he told me. Christian got ordained so he could do something. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you remember See, that. See, they're Online. all different. That's the thing. They're just all so different. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by the Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.